program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And you know what? I'm, a, I'm, I'm really at a loss for words. I really don't know what the hell matters to me today because I'm still in a daze. I don't think all of you know I shared with you last week that I was going to be traveling to the city of brotherly love to uh, experience what I thought was going to be one of the best football games of the, of the year. What I thought I was going to see was... Uh, um, a Philadelphia Eagle football team that finally was going to settle things down. We already know what what Chip is all about, but I thought perhaps maybe it might be uh, perhaps the second week of which his team had a chance to actually you know play together as a team in a game that counted. Remember, preseason was over, and uh, we might you know get a glimpse of what we could expect from the Philadelphia Eagles. It didn't happen. I hope that is not what Chip Kelly thinks that we are looking forward to seeing from the Philadelphia Eagles. Because I didn't see a damn thing. As a matter of fact, I think there's very few times in my life where I ever left a football game because the team that I was rooting for had not showed up. I I doubt that it ever happened. It doesn't happen. Let me understand. You know, let me explain to you guys so you understand this whole thing about America's team, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, come on, this is, you know, maybe they're not America's team. But they show feel as if the city has embraced the fact that, okay, America starts here. So nobody comes in claiming to be America's team and whoop up on the Philadelphia Eagles in their own stadium. One, by the way, let me tell you something. If you've never been to Philadelphia for a sporting event, and I'm going to say particularly for a a summertime sporting event because you can enjoy the elements. If it's wintertime, you don't want to do this. But if if it's summertime, really football is the only sport where you really get a chance to enjoy the elements outside and then go into a stadium to really enjoy the game. You know, we're the only ones that, you know, we have a party before every game. That's that you got to love that about football. They throw a party before the game. That that's a special thing about it because see both teams they're celebrating kind of prematurely, but they're celebrating before they win or before they lose. But it's a celebration. That that's what's so special about every football game, regardless of where it's at in the National Football League, prior to the game, they throw a party. And it's a big party. And let me tell you about 
Philadelphia, if you will. One of the most amazing, I mean, when you look at it, that's the only thing you can say is, is wow. Are you serious? I mean, if, if the stadium is a billion-dollar stadium. You got the basketball arena. You got the hockey arena. You got the baseball. You got about two, three billion dollars in, you know, like a square mile. It is it's beyond a square mile, but out it is the most fascinating thing I've ever seen in my life. Nobody. No city in America has anything that compares. Nobody, nobody can step up and say, well, you need to come here and see this. Conversation's over with. Nothing in the United States of America like it. Phillies right there. Flyers right there. Sixers right there. Eagles right there. Nothing in, I doubt if there's anything in the world that's like it. I mean, other than, you know, the stadiums that, you know, the complexes that they build for the Olympics. But this is like, this is, this is common. This is every day. Great place to go watch a game. You, you got, it's got to be on the bucket list. You know how Super Bowl should be on the bucket list. You know how the Pro Football Hall of Fame should be on the bucket list. A Eagles game should be on your bucket list just so you could just go see the complex. Because even the Phillies game, there's too many games. They might tailgate a little bit before baseball, but no, it's not in the conversation. Not like football. So I guess that's what matters to me. Is, you know, prior to the game, one of the best parties ever thrown. Huge party. Shout out to Dr. Bruce Grossinger and the crew. We did a great, I think we did a great job on our ESPN 610 radio pregame show uh, we all felt the same way that the Eagles had to go in and establish something <laughs> you know some type of well we know what the identity is the identity is, is Chip Kelly thinks that you can score more points than the other team but the objective is to score the points you didn't score the points not only did you not score the points you were an embarrassment you were an embarrassment I think I might spend the whole time today Talking about how embarrassed I was to be a former Philadelphia Eagle sitting in the stands watching a game with some with some good friends. We uh, we had a good time. I really enjoyed seeing Spencer Grossinger as well. Um, you know, shout out to Spencer. You with John? Uh, John's a, a good friend of Doctor Grossinger. Doctor Grossinger's two brothers were there, and. We're sitting there, some of the best seats in the house, and we're watching what we thought was a football game. But the Eagles never showed up. I don't think that, I mean, when we left, as I said, I left before the game was over probably two minutes. And the Eagles had minus four yards rushing. I didn't even want to listen to any of the other pundits out there. I didn't want to listen to any other, anybody else, any other talk shows at all. I wanted to just give it to you from my own perspective. I didn't want my perspective to be influenced by anybody else's. And I don't know what the hell anybody else has to say because I, I, I really I can't watch it. Because I, I might get a little upset. But I, there's no reason for me to get upset because I, I was upset. I can, I'm upset now. I couldn't wait to get to Philadelphia. As soon as I got out, as soon as I got off the plane, got me a pretzel, got a Philly pretzel, got some mustard on it, man. I was, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm getting, in, hey, it's time, it's time, it's time to play ball. 
So I, you know, I got to get in the right frame of mind. So I, I got to get my nutrition in, you know, so got to get that Philly pretzel. Couldn't wait after Philly pretzel, you know, had some, saw some friends and uh, shout out to the people at People for People in North Philadelphia, North Philadelphia there and the good Reverend Dr. Former running back, Philadelphia Eagles, Herb Lust and his folks down there treated me wonderful as always. Good to see my friend. And, uh, and then, of course, I had to get the cheesesteak in. So I'm, re- I'm ready to go now. Got my Philly pretzel, got my cheesesteak. I'm good to go now. All I got to do is just show up and do the pregame show and then time to go in. I think I was at the wrong stadium. It could not have possibly have been the link. No, that I was at some other stadium. That was some other team that was not the Philadelphia Eagles. Something certainly did not happen. Something was certainly wrong there. I got Chef Julian on the line with me. Am I correct? Yes, sir. And what's cooking? Because <laughs> I need them to know that it wasn't a damn thing cooking in Philadelphia. So we must have to talk about uh, the state of Ohio. But we'll get that together. But, but, but Chef Julian, I'm so glad you were able to join me. Because um, I, I, I'm a little bit, I, I don't even know how to describe, you know, the frame of mind that I'm in right now. Uh, but I, I know that uh, I will get over this shortly uh, because I'm going to have to take a break at some point in time. But I am talking about those uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And, um, man, I got four minutes to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles a little bit here. Chef Julian, I know you saw a little bit of the game before you probably turned it off. But have, I just want to know. They went into that fourth quarter, and I just want to know this as a fact. Did they say anything about the fact that in the history of the National Football League, there's never been a team to go into a fourth quarter with negative rushing yards? Was there anything like that mentioned? Because I didn't even want to listen to anybody else's perspective. Well, I'll give you one word that describes an Eagles fan right now. Disgusted. I mean, as an Eagles fan, it just, it just hurts. Like, just to see a team like that play, like that, you you don't even expect that out of the National Football League. You don't expect that from athletes at the top of their game. Like it looks seriously, it looked like the halftime show where the little league players face those mascots and the mascots just beat up on the little league kids. Like that's exactly what it looked like after a while because they looked like they had no idea what they were doing. Uh, when I, and, and I, I saw Demarco. I saw DeMarco Murray walk off the field like a little boy who was pouting because of the fact that nobody was blocking for him. That, that had to be obvious to the viewers that DeMarco Murray was not happy with the way the line, the attempt they were making to block for him. And you know what? Everybody has blames. They want to point fingers at everyone. The only person I'm pointing fingers at is Chip Kelly in that front office. They made all these moves. They got rid of half of the starting offensive line, sent them somewhere else, and now they bring these backups in, expecting them to play like starters, and now they have one of the best running backs in the game wondering why he even chose to pick Philly. Well, I'm He's sure. literally on the sidelines yelling, give me the ball, and they refuse to hand him off the ball because they have an offensive line that can't block him. Well, I'll tell you what. I thought they handed him the ball. They handed him the ball enough for me to see that they don't have an offensive line, So, which is probably the reason why they did not and would not hand the ball off to him last week. 
But this week, I thought they did a decent job of trying to get him the ball. But running backs, listen, running backs can improvise to a degree. But if if I'm if somebody's got me around my waist as soon as I get the football, there's nothing I can do. I can't put a move on that man right there. He's waiting. He's just waiting for me to get the ball and grab me. It was it was it was pathetic. It was embarrassing. It, it was not pro football at any level. It, it, I mean, I don't care if you know if it's your if it's your uh, developmental league, if it's your arena league. This was not pro football. There's no doubt in my mind. The Ohio State football team from last year certainly could have beat this team that the Eagles put on the field last week. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break because we because we got to take a break here uh, in about thirty seconds. But I'll, and, and during this break, I'll do the best I can to think about something good that may have come out of that game. I didn't see one damn good thing that I saw come out of that game. I'm certainly not going to celebrate the fact that Tony Romo got hurt. That's nothing for me to celebrate. But I didn't see anything good. So maybe the good doctor and the good chef can find something good that came out of that game. But we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back after this message. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And, um, of course, like I told you, what matters to me, I really don't even know. I am just, I'm just baffled as to what I flew out to Philadelphia to watch 
uh, a football game that I thought the Philadelphia Eagles were going to play the Dallas Cowboys, and, and the Dallas Cowboys showed up, but the Eagles never did. So I really don't know what I saw. Um, it wasn't nothing resembled a football game in terms of the efforts that the Philadelphia Eagles displayed because uh, I've never seen anything in my life uh, where you only have you have negative rushing yards going into the fourth quarter at the professional level. So that couldn't have been a pro football game that I saw. So I really so I'm just talking about anything because I don't know what the hell happened. But I got Chef Julian here, and things were cooking out there. Uh, in the Midwest, particularly uh, in Cleveland uh, with the Browns. So maybe we'll just switch over a little bit and, and we'll talk a little bit about it. Now, of course, we knew that Johnny Mazzell was going to be playing this week. And and I, I want to say this, Chef, uh, Chef Julian, of course, I believe that Johnny Manziel, his what, what we saw him in terms of his talent that he displayed on the football field, is an indication for every young man that ever plays the game or ever hopes to play the game to understand that it's not just game day of which you show up and you perform. It's what you do. It's your preparation that gets you ready for game day that will decide how you're going to perform. Because Johnny Manziel last year when he was Johnny football, I think he buried that. He, he doesn't identify himself as Johnny Football anymore. Johnny Menzel got himself prepared to play football at the professional level. I think he went out there. I think he, he was very comfortable. I think his teammates were comfortable with him. I think the fact that Johnny, again, this is his second year in the National Football League. Many people don't understand. You know, with, you know, Jameis Winston and Mariota, what those guys are going through this year as rookies to be thrown right in there and expected to perform. You know, Dan Marino did something that, you know, was exceptional as a rookie. You can't expect these guys to do that today. Uh, why? is because the playbook has expanded so much and there's such a demand on the players. And the athletes now that are chasing these quarterbacks around are like, you know, all linebackers and, and all secondary people. You know, they're just built a little different. They're a little taller, but they're just as fast as those guys. So I want to ask you, was it obvious to those of you back there in the Midwest, particularly in the Cleveland area, watching this game, that you were seeing a more mature football player who was more prepared to play in a football game and did not look like Sam Bradford, who looked like a deer in headlights out there on the football field, but a young man who was in control of the football game. Did you feel that watching Johnny Menzel last week? Uh, yes, I did. And uh, they said that he improved over the offseason with his training, everything, preparation, and they said that they were looking to see a new Johnny Menzel on the field, and they basically were right. I mean, he went out. He went out there. He showed efficiency in his passing, eight for fifteen, over fifty percent. I mean, that's a good. That's also quite good for a quarterback. I mean, the deep, the deep ball. You also saw that the way he could throw it, uh, his pocket presence, that last throw to uh, Travis Benjamin for the touchdown, Brian Arakpo was free. He had an open shot at Johnny Menzel. Johnny Menzel got out of that pocket quick, and he was able to make that throw. But it just shows you the improvement that he made over the offseason. Nobody really believed him when he said that he improved, that he matured. And, and I think that he's showing everybody that he did, and he has improved, and they're going to see a new Johnny Menzel this season. 
and I think it's going to be good. I, I see the Cleveland Browns going places for the next few years if he keeps playing like this. Well, see, the thing about it is, you know, Johnny Menzel, and who I, 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 here's what I said. I said that the offense that Johnny Menzel ran in college, they couldn't expect him to bring that, that kind of play into the NFL if he was going to run a college offense. But if he's going to run a, a pro offense and, and you're going to give him weapons, then Johnny Manziel can play football. Johnny Manziel can play in the National Football League. Johnny Manziel, as a matter of fact, I'm going to say this, Johnny Manziel resembles as close as what I've seen to Russell Wilson. I mean, they're, they're both, you know, very talented. They're, they're both very athletic. They can, they can make plays on the run. And, and, and here's what I like about Johnny, like Russell Wilson, too. What I didn't like about Michael Vick, what I didn't like about RG3, is that these two men, again, they know how to slide. They get down. They don't take hits, you know. And that's what I like about Johnny. You don't take the hits. If you're going to try to be a running back in the National Football League and you're a quarterback, you're not going to play very long. That's just not going to happen. Now, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sorry to do this, but we got to regress just a little bit because our good friend to the show, Keith from Philadelphia, is, is on hold. And, and I just I was looking forward to talking to Keith last week before the game. Because, see, I wanted to hear what he said before the game as opposed to what he said, say, after the game. Because then, you know, I probably would have been like him. I would have been a homer. And I would have been like, yeah, 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 we won, we won. But, man, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be any of that today. Keith, are you there? I'm here, Ray. Keith, uh, you know, listen, we, we don't have the whole show for you to talk. I apologize because I know you need the whole show to tell <laughs> us what you think about Chip Kelly. So I'm going to ask Chef Julian to hold on because we're going to get back to the Browns and the Buckeyes and, and a few other games we want to talk about. Uh, of course, the Monday night game we saw something that we didn't think we were going to see. Andrew Luck was out of luck. But, but, but Keith, really? I mean, going into that, is that really what you expect? I mean, the week before, everybody made excuses for Chip Kelly. And, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I never thought that they took the time to establish themselves and, and what their identity was going to be. You know, he, if he was going to, if, if DeMarco Murray was going to be a part of that team as a running back and was going to be featured, you don't give up on it, you know, just because your first game, you're not being successful. You, the running game, anybody who ever played this game will tell you, you spend hours and hours in practice working on your running game. You go, you're going to run the ball. You're going to run the ball. Dick Vermeil, you're going to run the ball. Any, any successful coach, you're going to run the ball. This man, you know, the I two key components that we need in a running game have been missing from Chip's practices. You have to have the running back in sync with the QB and with the line. And both the linemen, especially the guards, are brand new have not gotten into sync, and they haven't had a chance to, to work with the running back. The running back is not used to the shotgun formation. He's an eye formation back. He needs to be able to read the holes. You can't do that in the formations we're running now, and it's killing us. Well, I will tell you this. One thing for sure that you, 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 you just cannot do, Keith, is you, you, you can't have a running back that is as, as good as this young man is uh, with an offensive line that's not willing to, you know, to block. You know, these, these, these are big men that need to go head up against the other big men. And I hate to mention the head because we know all about the concussion stuff. But listen, you, you also, what you can't do anymore is you can't take a running back and think he can get to the perimeter 
like they used to do years ago. No, what you do is you got to keep running the ball downhill, and then he surprises them and goes outside. But every play can't be he's trying to stretch and cut back because the guys are too fast. That doesn't that can't be your game plan each week and each play that you're going to try to stretch it and outrun and get around the corner on the offensive side of the ball. That doesn't work, Keith. So what, what, what's happening with him trying to run downhill? And then, as a matter of fact, I saw, I think it was, uh, it's a football life. It's one of the football life shows, and they did a show on, on Christian Okoye. And Marty Schottenheimer, he even told Christian, hey, Christian, this was years ago. You're not going to be able to get outside from the very beginning, but once you do, once you get upfield first and then get outside. So get upfield, get some yards. Then, if you want to try to make it to the outside, try to do that then. But if you're trying to stretch it from sideline to sideline to, in today's football, that's not going to work, Keith. So, so, so Chip said he was embarrassed. Okay, this is this is day two, day three after the game's over. What what the hell's he saying now? What's he going to do now? He's trying to focus on, on next week, but that bitter taste of, of how poorly they played does not go away. And you know the fans here in Philly have, sure, have a long, long memory and very short on patience. Um, watching the Jets play last night did not give us a good feeling about going into Sunday's game. It's going to be a game where they're going to have to work real hard. Well, and, that, and that's something, again, you, you got the Jets. I mean, you saw that defense. Uh, and, and you got Sam Bradford, and I said this prior to the game. Uh, I said that Sam Bradford, uh, and, and, I was, and when I was sitting in the game, too, watching the game, this young man doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. Now, part of the reason could be, again, we, we know he's coming off injury. He hasn't played in a long time. Sam Bradford, he looks like a kid who back in the day had a uniform on that didn't fit him properly. His shoulder pads were too big for him, or his helmet was down over his eyes or something. That young man sitting in that pocket, he does not have a sense of confidence that he owns the pocket. That's what you got. And, and let me say this, too, about Sam Bradford. The great quarterbacks who can improvise, you don't have a quarterback when he's in the pocket, when somebody puts a hand on him, he goes down. That's my problem with Sam. He, Sam Bradford, he doesn't try to stretch a play and make something happen on his own, not too much. Not, I wouldn't say he's that kind of quarterback. He's looking to go down. Unless there's a huge hole in front of him, he's, he's not slinging anybody off of him. He's not reversing, you know, and pivot out like Johnny Manziel's doing and like Russell Wilson doing. This guy, he, I think his eyes are closed, Keith, and he, is, he certainly, when he's running the ball, He's scared about who's coming down his back. What's coming down his back? It's, I'm just, I'm at a loss for words. Really, we, okay, let me go here. Let me just, let me just take it here. Because I think I got a, uh, maybe a, 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 I don't know how much more time I got to break. He'll let me know here. But, 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 John, but are we going to see, are we going to see Mark Sanchez? He's got to change up. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is not what we, what we traded for. We're not getting, Anybody who's seasoned, uh, he's not looking off the safeties. He's playing like a rookie. He's looking like a guy who doesn't trust the lineman in front of him. Uh, and I, he, I, he, listen, he doesn't. I mean, he shouldn't. But at the same time, that's we got a quarterback who doesn't have the ability to make anything happen. I mean, why get a quarterback like that? You got Mark. I think everybody forgets this. Mark Sanchez has been in, I know, at least two AFC championship games. Certainly he's been deep into the playoffs. 
you know, why not give Mark a chance? I mean, I thought I thought there should have been an open competition. Either I, I don't even think that that, that the mantle should have been held handed to Bradford. It, it should have been a competition for the position. I don't think there was a competition. No, you're right. I mean, they, they was sold on Bradford, and this just proves three precision passes in a preseason game with a vanilla defense does not a quarterback make. And what about our linebacker? Now we 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 you know this is uh this is uh, well, we lost two. You know that. Well, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we lost two, and Ryan does not 100 percent recovered. We got some weaknesses now that are going to get exposed very quickly. And I don't know what happened with Maxwell, other than I think that's a bad trade at this point. Okay, Keith, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. I kind of went over the last break, and I uh, don't want to do that, so we're going to take a break. I got a good friend Keith from us out there in the city of brotherly love, and I got Chef Julian on with us, and we're going to continue the show after these messages. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on playing to win at youbet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you're the music. You know the show, Railer Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I was in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. That's why I don't know what matters to me anymore because I was lost, and I think some other people was lost now. There's some receivers on the Philadelphia Eagles team. Can you can you give me a few of those names, Keith? Because I didn't see those guys. Is there some names on the, some wide receivers on their team? They really don't have anything right now. They've got the second year guy uh, and a rookie. And Riley Cooper. Those are the three they've got right now. Uh, and I was just being, you know, I thought I'd add a little humor into that. But, 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 but Riley Cooper is supposed to be the guy who is supposed to go up to the New York Jets next week and be the threat against the New York Jets to turn our team around. Riley Cooper 
is our threat. Now, we do have a running back who is a good running back, but we don't have an offensive line. But Riley Cooper is supposed to stretch the football field for us. Now, I don't think people understand. There's some people perhaps will be like me because, I don't. again, I don't know exactly what I'm talking about because Philadelphia got me all confused. But you stretch the football field. When you stretch the football field, what they simply mean is you attempt to throw a long pass to a receiver who has enough speed to run under the pass and possibly catch it. But you stretch the field because you don't want the secondary squatting, which simply means that they don't backpedal for a long period of time and they don't open up their hips to run deep because they don't feel as if you're going to throw the ball deep. So what that means is when they squat, they actually can break on the ball, plant their foot, drive, and intercept the pass. You don't want them to do that. But the Philadelphia Eagles, that concept of throwing deep passes, you know, this offense they have, is not, it, it resembles nothing like any type. I don't care, run and shoot, West Coast, whatever you want to call it. Short passing game, you know, get the, guy, get the ball in the guy's hands. You know, because, you know, Jerry Rice and these other guys used to be able to do this. You could throw an eight-yard pass, and they could take it another 50 yards for you. We don't have these kind of receivers. So what is Chip Kelly going to do on his defensive side of the ball? Because we started to talk about his linebackers because, again, he invested some money in somebody who was a Chip Kelly guy and who's hurt. And... Now what is he going to do? I think we brought Najee Good in. Uh, shout out to Najee. You know, Najee's popping. I play ball. Shout out to Najee coming back and help us. But we, we, what are we going to do on the defense? We, our de- we, have, we don't have a shed. We don't have shed down corners. I like Malcolm. Malcolm's making a couple plays for us. But uh, how do we anticipate that we're going to compete in this NFC East? We're going up to the Jets, which is not in our conference. But how do we really think we're going to compete? The only good thing that happened was the fact the Cowboys lost two of their best players, which puts everybody kind of in the middle of a pack. Uh, the Eagles are not in a position to, unfortunately, take advantage of it. We don't really have an outside threat, like you say. Matthews, Cooper, Austin, the rookie out of USC. Nobody's on the defensive side scared of them at this point. So, we, you know, Keith, being, you know, we're starting off 0-2. We're probably going to be 0-3. The Redskins are three, mm-hmm. 2-0. They may be 3-0. You know, you don't want to give on on the season, you know, in the first quarter of the season. It's 16 games, you know. We, you know, this will be the third game. And, and, of course, one after that will put us a quarter way through the season. But early on, we I don't see anything that really makes us, that gives us anything to look forward to. I mean, we, we haven't done anything to establish ourselves. I don't know what kind of team we are. We can't say that we're Chip Kelly's offense is a passing offense. They can put. They used to be able to put so many points on the board when they had weapons. I mean, Deshaun Jackson a couple of years ago, nobody caught as many passes as he did for twenty yards or, or, or more than that. Nobody did that. Uh, now you know we don't know what happened. Nobody ran for more yards than uh, uh, Shady McCoy. You know, uh, perhaps maybe nobody had as much production as he did other than Demarco Mercer. We flipped that, and now that's not happening for us. So. I saw this. I saw this on YouTube out there. Maybe Chip isn't a Philly guy. You know, these guys aren't Kelly guys, but maybe he's not a Philly guy. You know, maybe that this isn't uh, uh, the NFL, the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles is not the, you know, the right place for him. I know the Philadelphia fans have they got to the point yet where they're questioning the decision. First of all, of, of Jeffrey Lurie handing Chip Kelly the keys to the house and the car and everything else, the, the motorcycle. I mean, really, are they really happy about that? I mean, he has nobody to answer to other than Jeffrey Lloyd. You know, I think better than either 7-9 and nine or 9-7 nine and seven this year. 
uh, daddy's going to take away the keys. <laughs> Simple as that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Chef Julian? I think you just pointed it out right there. I think Chip Kelly is the problem. I think that's the problem in Philly. They went from being a team that had a couple of pieces to put together to become a title-contending team, and over this summer they became that to going from a team that needs to rebuild from scratch already. And he just did it by getting rid of everyone. Over the over the last three years, he's gotten rid of everyone. First, he started with Deshaun Jackson, started releasing stories saying that they had problems, and he was the problem, so they got rid of him. Then it got to Jeremy Macklin, sent him the, uh, to the Chiefs. Then they got rid of LaShawn McCoy and Nick Foles, then the next thing you know, half of our defense is gone. He got rid of everyone that probably could have contributed to our team and probably could have led us to a division title, if not a conference championship game at least. I mean, he just basically turned this team into a laughing stock within three years. And, and the only thing he has to show for it is this new type of offense that no one has ever seen before. That is it. And to be honest, for the rest of the season, I really don't even want to watch the uh, Philadelphia Eagles or Chip Kelly is on the sidelines. Well, Keith, you know, this new offense that he's brought to, to the National Football League really hasn't done much at all in terms of getting people excited because, uh, I mean, at this time, it, it's, it's been nonproductive. Uh, you know, one thing about it, you know, with Andy, what we always knew is we were going to be competitive. Games were going to go down to the wire. Chances are we probably were going to win the great majority of those games. And and obviously Andy's records kind of speak for itself. Um, took us to NFC Championship games, took us to the Super Bowl. We lost it. But, but again, those people were able to go into that stadium feeling some hope. Uh, people going into the stadium the next time the Eagles come back home uh, I think are are going to be going into the stadium with questions in their mind about you know what team they're going to see. I'm now concerned about the. Let's talk about the locker room. Uh, it was obvious to me um, that Murray was not happy uh, as he would go to the sideline on different occasions, particularly when they would bring him out on third down, and uh, you know he would go to the to the sideline showing his frustrations. Um, the local media talking to the guys, uh, are they still one unit or have the guys now started, um, you know, hinting to the fact that there are some issues that they really need to address without saying what those issues are or who those people might be? Is, is any of that starting to leak out into the media from inside the locker room? Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's obvious. I mean, they have this game is, a, is, a, is the game that has to be one and one convincingly. If they struggle against the Jets, I mean, they're trying to stay together as a unit. They're trying to give you one face out of the locker room. But this is a telltale game. If they have to really struggle to get past the Jets or if they don't get past the Jets, um, you're going to start seeing some division in the locker room. You're going to start seeing Murray looking at, hey, I got into this. How can I get out of it? Yeah, that's what I'm concerned about, Keith, because, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, who's the voice of the team? I mean, there's a lot of times on every team, there's somebody that, you know, you expect week in, week out, the media is going to go to that person. They're going to say something. uh, They're going to be the inspiration of the team and for the city 
Where is that that vote of confidence now? Whose voice is is strong enough? Because I saw Chip Kelly on national TV, and he looked extremely timid himself. He didn't seem very confident when he talked. He talked about being embarrassed. Okay, so who's going to show the confidence? Is Jeffrey Lurie going to step up and and, and be like uh, Jerry and say, you know, hey, my team's got to play better than that. You know, the fans deserve more than that. I mean, who is going to step up? Or has anybody stepped up as of yet? You hear Jenkins, you hear Barwin on the defense uh, talking somewhat strong, but not as strong as, as you know, the real leaders of a locker room can be. Um, and it's like I said, I mean, you're not hearing anything on offense. It's just coming from like I said, either, either Malcolm Jenkins or Connor Barwin, veterans trying to pull the team together. Um, Matthews is trying to do it as a second-year guy, but he's struggling. And he's got no voice. Okay. Um, if Bradford doesn't do a hell of a lot better real soon, he's got his one year, and he's out too. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take a break, guys, and, and then we're going to come back for this last segment. We're going to get away from the Eagles. I'm tired. I can't take it anymore. It's one of those things. I, I, I just got to let it go. Uh, but, uh, Keith, I tell you what, uh, if you can stay with us, that's fine, because we're going to go around the horn, talk about other teams, but we're not going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles anymore. So, uh, hey, guys, back there, I want to go ahead and go to this break, and then we'll come back. Okay, how's that? Yeah, so, sounds like we'll take this break, and uh, we're out of here. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All 
right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, uh, living like it matters. Uh, I want to shout out to all those people out there in the city of brotherly love. I really and truly appreciated the hospitality I was shown there. I went back there, did a pregame show on uh, 610 WIP uh, ESPN Radio with Dr. Bruce Grossinger and his crew, uh, Spencer and the boys out there. Man, we had a great time. And, uh, you know, was really looking forward to a good game. Didn't get that. Uh, not going to mention that anymore. Going to move on. Uh, you know, but let me just say this. The answer to everything in every city with every team is winning. I mean, just think about it, guys. I, I don't know when the last time I've heard Deflate Gate. It, it, you know, it's just, it, it, I know it was, it was, it had taken over football. And now Tom Brady's on the football field and they're winning. And we've forgotten about it. So whatever teams out there that are, you know, at this point in time that their fans are disgusted with those teams because those teams are 0-2 and, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. But listen, you know, a two-game losing streak in, in the NFL, you know, that's, that's one-eighth that's one of your season. So, you know, it's not a good thing. A two-game winning streak is a good thing, but a two-game losing streak is not a good thing. And, and we got some teams out there that are doing pretty good. But, you know, one of the teams that, that are going through something very similar to what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles, but they are winning is the Washington Redskins. I mean, all of a sudden, RG3 is like, is he going to be on the team? You know, do they, they're talking about, you know, the word is, trade him and get him out of there. Um, Keith, what do you think about that? You're in the NFC East. Uh, oh, no, let me go with Chef Julian. Chef Julian, let me ask you about that. RG3, is it best that they ship him out of Washington, D.C., give him a new start, go someplace else? Uh, yeah, they should just get rid of this already. Like, they are making this into a soap opera, really. It's like turning into a soap opera. The young and the restless were <laughs> tired of RG3. That's what, they, that's what it should be called. Like, it's just getting old like we got it he he had a great year but he got through but he had some injuries so he's not as good as you thought he was now than he was when he was a rookie because he's afraid of getting injured he was afraid of getting injured his second year that's why he had a huge drop off and really i think they should just trade him heck they could bring him to philly i mean our quarterbacks can't get any worse i mean to be honest i think mark sanchez should be starting but Okay, well, Keith, let me ask you that because I, I said I'm not going to talk about the Eagles anymore, but I want to stay in the NFC East and, and RG3, you know, because, again, he's a quarterback. The Redskins probably don't want to go back to him. I do, I do not think if I were the coach, the head coach, there's no way if, if RG3 is ready to go next week or the week after, would I put him back there if I'm 2-0? If I'm uh, what do you think is going to happen down there in D.C.? Is, is they gonna, are they going to keep him on the bench? Is he going to get a chance to get back? Or does he have to wait till somebody gets hurt? They need to make a clean break. They need to make a clean break both for their organization and also for him. I mean, he's, uh, he's just dying on the vine. He's got to go someplace else. thing is where. I mean, he's got to really be able to pick a spot where you've got a good coach who's going to just kind of rebuild the guy. Well, let me ask you guys, it's, it's, it's two, the season's, you know, like I said, 1A through. Uh, there's a couple of teams out there that are 2-0, and a couple of teams 0-2, some teams 1-1. One one. Uh, who surprised you, Keith? Is there anybody that you've seen that, hmm, surprising, you know, win or lose one way or the other that's surprising you other than the Philadelphia Eagles because we're not talking about them anymore? Uh, what's, what Atlanta, have you seen out there? Atlanta is surprising me, and actually they're playing another uh, Eastern Division team next week. 
I mean, they they could end up going through our division pretty pretty well, pretty well, kind of like Sherman going through Atlanta. And you know that's good for them because I mean for the Falcons because what happens is if you don't win your conference, if you don't win your division, you know, and then they start looking at the wild card and you beat those other teams in that conference. Hey, you're you're going to be the team uh, that, that makes it into the playoffs, and I, I and I'm not sure these guys. I'm sure they they realize that and they they recognize that, but uh, uh, but but it, I don't think it surprises me that Atlanta's doing well. Look, I mean, really, you look at that receiving core they have. Atlanta's got some damn good receivers, and, and Maddie Ice used to be Maddie Ice. You know, Matt's a damn good quarterback, so it really doesn't surprise me that Atlanta's doing that well. It's just that again. The teams that they've beaten, we didn't. Th- I didn't think that they would be able to beat the Eagles and the Giants, you know, back to back. You know, well, they've done it with more balance than I thought. You're right. I mean, they got White and they've got Julio, but the running game is, is just good enough to keep the defenses honest. And that's and what you want to do, Keith. You you said it right there. You said it. That's the problem with this other team that we don't talk. We don't want to talk about. But that's what you've got to have in football. You've got to have a balance, and you're and one of them has to be just as good as the other. Now there could be a schmibbit, you know, a difference between that one exceeds the other one. But they, if you're going to win, you know, if you want to win Super Bowls and not just games, you got to have. Some, there's got to be when they're doing the game plan. You got to have a threat. There's got to be a threat in your running game, a threat in your receiving game, a threat on your defensive side of the ball that people have to game plan for. They shouldn't just be able to take a blanket game plan, don't make a difference, and just be ready to show up and beat you because you have nobody that is a threat. So I'm going to compliment the Atlanta Falcons that they got some balance in there. You know that that's what happens, uh, of course, when you when you go up against those teams like the New England Patriots. They don't have any, you know outstanding superstars other than Tom Brady. I mean, really, Tom is the team. Uh, but Tom makes those other guys better because, he, you know, his ability to throw the ball, his ability to recognize, you know, the coverages that these teams are in, yeah, for him to make the changes, you know, at the line of scrimmage. You know, the man just has the game, you know, yeah, probably memorized in terms of everything that you can possibly see. He goes in the game, you know, extremely prepared. But but that's you, – you mentioned that – Atlanta has a good balance there. And so, uh, uh, Chef Julian, let, let's talk a little bit about this because i got to get this to the Cleveland Browns. Johnny Football, we talked about him a little earlier. Let's, let's get back to that. Uh, you think Johnny can hold on to that and, and he can be consistent? And will he show up again this week? And I forgot who they're up against this week, but can Johnny come in and get it done again this week? I, I, absolutely. I mean, if they if he comes in with the same mindset that he has that he came in with the the second game, then definitely he will run this offense like no one has ever ran it in the past few years. <laughs> so I think really all it takes is his mindset, keeping his mindset at the way the way it was last game and the way it has been this season. And I think Johnny, uh, you know, one thing about Johnny, you know, the, the man has all, all the confidence in the world, and and I really do believe this. I believe the best thing to happen for Johnny was, you know, when he got in last week, not this past weekend, but the previous week, he threw a touchdown pass. His first pass was a touchdown pass. Johnny has thrown three touchdown passes in the National Football League. People were concerned if Johnny 
football had an NFL arm. We knew he could run the ball, but could he throw the ball? And he's thrown the ball with some accuracy. So, I mean, just the mere fact that you can throw the ball down the field, you can stretch the field, which this other team we were talking about earlier cannot do that. That is a great weapon to have a mental advantage over that other team just to know, hey, I can wing this thing just, just you know, to let you know that I can get it deep on you. You know, you better play coverage first and run second. So um, going in, of course, the fans, of the, they, they've got to be ecstatic at the way Johnny was playing because everybody was, you know, anticipating Johnny coming in, having the kind of success he had. And one game is success in the National Football League for somebody like him. I think he could certainly, um, I think he could, you know, maintain it this week. And I think they'll be doing pretty good. Um, they're going to go, where are they going? Are they at home this week, Julian, or are they away? Uh, they're away, but I, I seriously, I think it's, um, I can't really think of the team that well, they're that's playing, okay. though. I, that, 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 that's quite all right, Chef Julian. What I'm going to do here is I think, because I just got a couple more minutes. I got about three minutes uh, before we go here. Uh, just going to go back. I said I wouldn't mention it again, but Keith, the Jets, they're playing our, our team. I'm not going to mention our team's name. Uh, do we stand a chance to win this weekend? I think uh, I'm going to take the Jets by one. Wow. And that's all it takes. That's the bottom line, man. All it takes is one point to win the football game. So hey, they, they, they went by 41 points. Doesn't make a difference. They still win. If you lose by 41 points, doesn't make a difference. You still lose. Uh, I believe uh, we've already talked a little bit about, uh, uh, of course, who the uh, Browns are going to play. And we haven't figured that one out yet. But Chef Julian, the Buckeyes, hey, they got it done. I tell you what, you could be Alabama and play a terrible game and not get it done. But you could be the Buckeyes. You know, and do what you got to do to get it done, and that's what they did. So, uh, still happy with those Buckeyes out there, right? Uh, I'm happy they got the win, but what they need to do is they need to step it up because these they're starting to turn. The other teams are starting to get hungrier and hungrier. Uh, we've been hearing about it all off season. Like they're going to be coming for them, and they're ready. They're, in the next few weeks, it's going to get harder. They're not going to keep playing these MAC teams or these independent uh, conference teams, they're going to start playing the big, the big teams, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, all those, all those t- people in the Big Ten. And next thing you know, they might just get shocked if they, if they don't step it up, step up their game. Well, I'll tell you one thing that's going to happen for sure is that they're going to show up and uh, hopefully they're going to perform to the best of their abilities. Sometimes what happens, you know, it, at the party extends into the next season and sometimes the guys start reading those press couplings and they start believing it. But you are the national championships, but the national champions, but that was last year. You got to win it this year. So stay focused, Buckeyes. We're going to continue to support you. I certainly will. I want to thank my two friends for calling into the show, as they always do. I appreciate it, Chef Julian in the Hall of Fame city and my good friend Keith out there in the city of brotherly love. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, but it's that time, so I got to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.